Hello friends and welcome to Offbeat Grad. It's Thursday. I'm here again by myself to talk to you guys about SEO, my favorite topic. Um, your girl is back to talk about the June update and everything you need to know about SEO for the summer of 2019, I suppose. Um, it's pretty interesting news, you know? I don't know. I'm interested in um, how search engines work and it's one of my favorite things to look into, so I'm excited to share more about that with you. So, Let's get started. So first and foremost, I would like to formally apologize on behalf of my neighbors because for some reason, every single day is a party. It just is. And this is coming from someone who lived next to people who knew the definition of partying, to say the least. But I live right next to the pool, which I don't know why I thought this would be a good idea. I was like, oh my god, it'll be like I live in a resort all the time. And while it does look like that, for maybe an hour in the morning, it is not the case into the late hours of the evening, like when I'm recording this. On a gosh darn Tuesday, can y'all, like, sit down? You do not need to blast your music on a Tuesday. But also the issue here is it, like, echoes in the pool area because all the apartments are circled around it. Honestly, I need to write a letter to the um, company that built this because they weren't thinking. Also, my apartment is, like, maybe three feet from the pool chairs. So, not only do I get to look at um, elderly people tanning themselves because we are in Florida, but I also get to listen to everyone's music 100% of the time. And when I say 100% of the time, I mean 200% of the time. Like, sometimes I have woken up at 3 a.m. before and they are still out there, still doing it. And I'm just like, please stop. And the show must go on because I can't handle it. And I can't let them dictate my life. So I have to do this anyway. Anyway, I am here to talk to you about the June 2016 Google Core update, and we're going to talk about what the heck that means, what is a core update, who is she, what is she doing here, why won't she go home. These are the questions that will be answered. Also, I asked you guys on Instagram to do, like, one of those survey features. I don't know. It was my first time trying it, um, and basically I wanted y'all to answer some SEO questions, and you didn't do great, so I'm gonna, not you personally, you listening to this, you did bad, go back to school, no, I don't know your life, but the people who did answer, who, I don't even think it tells me who answered, um, can't call them out, they just, um, didn't do great, so we'll talk about that, because I think there's a lot of confusion about SEO, I think a lot of people are intimidated by it, I know there's a lot of misconceptions, I know I believed in misconceptions, anyway, to start this off, I am not an expert, I don't know why I say that because this is actually my job, but um, I, I I don't know. I feel like there's always, I don't know. When I think of like SEO expert, I think of like some man yelling on the internet and I, I try to not be that person as I yell at you into this podcast. So I don't know why I have, I guess I have some sort of imposter syndrome. This just became a therapy session. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, I guess I have that to an extent, but what I mean to say is that, um, I have no formal training. I just work for advertising agencies where, as a writer who works on the internet, the primary goal is to write content that does well on the internet. You see where we're going here? So I write all day, every day, like, ooh, all day, all day. Your girl wants a day off, but basically she's writing all the time. And when I say she, I'm talking about myself in third person for no reason. And... 
I write all the time and I write for the internet, so obviously I have learned a lot about what the internet wants from me and what it doesn't want. So that is why I know too much about SEO. I also work really heavily in the backlink sector in like helping people get backlinks and like why those are important and I've seen in real time like how influential I can be so I guess that is where my perspective comes from this isn't a long-winded introduction that nobody asked for and I'm just talking about it for no reason y'all came here for the google core update you're panicking you're like everything's changing is this the same as the instagram algorithm change no it is not this is something that happens all the gosh darn time with Google. They change their mind like every two minutes. It's like, it's it's a crazy time up in Google. I don't know what they're doing at headquarters. I must be running in circles. I always think of that SpongeBob episode where he learns about fine dining and fancy eating. And then eventually Squidward or someone tells him to throw out everything that doesn't have to do with fine dining and being fancy. And he just sets the whole office on fire. That's what I'm thinking of. This is very professional now that I've thrown a Spongebob reference into the first five minutes of this, so you're welcome. I, I aim to please. Anyway, the Google Core updates happen all, all the time, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but this is the first time Google announced an update in advance. Like, oh my god, I'm so shook. This is crazy. So they officially announced it a little bit ago, but it's been live since June 3rd, and it's a big deal because... Usually they don't give anyone a heads up, so them telling us that there's going to be an update really just helped people um, track the changes, and I think we saw a lot of big things come out of that, and that's pretty interesting. So I'm here to tell you what's up. So there was a much bigger update in March um, that had a lot of impact as well, and this really affected what's called EAT search queries. And what I mean by eat isn't like gonna go eat dinner. I mean eat stands for expertise, authoritativeness, and trust. And basically Google's trying to crack down on sketchy content and like spammy practices. And this is a good thing in general. But they do make mistakes and we'll talk about some of those in a second. But basically the idea is good. It's generally helping bloggers and freelancers and people on the internet who are writing great content and trying to actually build trust and they're just not like trying to sell you their weird drugs that kind of thing um before we get into this we should define a few key terms you don't need to know anything fancy about seo like i'll tell you what you need to know this isn't rocket science we're not sending anyone to the moon the terms you need to know basically are just seo obviously which means search engine optimization basically it's how you create a website and you um it's usually just best practices, honestly, but also some proactive steps you can take to make sure that you rank well in search results. So, you know, when you're on Google and you're typing something in and you're like new dog food recipes and what are you going to click on? You're probably going to click on the first one unless it's weird. So what you are doing when you're optimizing your website for search engines is you're trying to get to the top because... Obviously, people don't sit there usually and scroll through pages and pages and pages of stuff. Also, my dog is crying in the background. She heard me talking about dog food recipes and now she's upset. Anyway, that's what search engine optimization is. And the other term you need to know is page rank, which is a value assigned to a web page. Basically, as a way to measure its like popularity, its authoritiveness, like how good it is. Good in quotation marks because good has a different meaning to a lot of different people. So... You want a better page ranking because the better page ranking you have, the higher up you're going to appear in the search results. It all ties in. It's a big, happy story. It's perfect. Got a beginning, middle, and end. Great. So what 
even is a core update? Like, what is that? Why does it matter? So, basically, it's a type of Google update that doesn't have any kind of clear focus or, like, any type of specific way it's going to affect the website, affect the website, affect the web results or like any kind of search characteristics. So you can think of them like under the hood changes. So like, I don't know, an oil change compared to like changing the color of your car. I don't know, something that is just maintenance. And other updates in the past have been um, pretty specific. Like they either address like content quality or backlinks or like a mobile first update, like something like that where they're making an actual change to how they're going to display websites, how they're going to affect page rank, that kind of thing. So Google also, (laughs) within this, um, has announced that they are going to start showing more diverse search results. So what that means is, have, have you ever searched for something and you get like 15 results from the same exact website and you're like, why? That's what it means. Um, it's trying to show more, more diversity and not showing the same exact websites over and over and over again um, in the same result. So that's a good thing in general. It gives smaller publishers a chance to really stand out, and that's something we can all celebrate. But the bigger ways that core updates will affect websites is really hard to predict because they don't really tell you what they're doing because it's all under the hood. And... It just, it hits different niches and websites differently, which we'll talk about in a second. So you will know if there's a change, if you have an eye on your search results and your keyword rankings and suddenly they plummet, which happens. Um, It probably won't happen to you. Um, It's unlikely to, unless you are just wrong place, wrong time, honestly. We'll talk about that at the end. I saw a really interesting story. But... What do you know? To, what do you do? Like, what the heck are you supposed to do if you're out here and you're looking at your page um, views or you're looking at your keyword rankings and suddenly they're not doing great? So, how do you recover? Basically, what can you do to fix it? Um, nothing. <laughs> no, not not nothing. But like, there's no overnight fix where it's just like you write Google and you're like, "Hey guys, I think you made a mistake," and they're like, "Oh, okay, I'm so sorry." No, this this is not a real-life scenario. It will not happen. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. All you can do is, well, what Google tells you to do is just write some good content. Like, that'll fix everything. It won't. But it, it is a good first step, so that is definitely good. Um, the only reason why you would be severely affected by this is if you doing something sketchy or you uh, were not great in that eat area, like you're not really providing expertise, authority, and trust, If you're not doing those things, then yeah, you probably should deliver better content. Also, you should work on your backlinks. So that would be what I would tell you to do. But most likely, you're not going to see any huge changes. And I'd also highly recommend you diversify your traffic sources out here. Like, search engines are important, but they're not the most important. Um, Other things like Pinterest, I got a Pinterest course. Or um, even social media can be great tools for getting people to come to your website and I think it's good to spread out how much, how you're promoting your content. So don't like rely 100% on Pinterest. Don't rely 100% on SEO because things change in literally one day and you could lose your entire business over it. And I'm going to talk about how that has happened to some people after this June update and how that's really sad in a way. Like sometimes it is sad. Like obviously you don't want scammy people out there promoting their weird content, but when it's like a legitimate publisher that gets harmed just by some very confusing changes that no one will explicitly say. Sort of crappy, so that's that. But what I mean to say is you're probably not going to notice 
any significant changes. But if you want to check, and you should check, because you should always be checking. Um, I personally don't do this very much. I do for my new blog, because I'm much more attuned to that. But for SamanthaBility, um, it's definitely like an ongoing project that I'm just not, I just do not have the time for, which is sad to admit I am bad at carving out time for my blogs, because I love my podcasts, my other podcasts. I have a lot of client work. I just got three new clients. I'm drowning. Basically, just that kind of thing, which is great because I'm making more money than ever before. But at the same time, things like my blog are sliding on the wayside. But at the end of the day, I'm supposed to be focusing on what's making me money. And that's what's making me money. So is it bad? No. This is another therapy session. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Anyway, I love how I, I only have one transition word and it's anyway. And if I cut out the anyways in this episode, there would be no more podcasts left. Just me and that Spongebob metaphor and that would be it. But anyway, there she's at it again. I'm going to talk to you about how to check your ranking. So the best way to check your ranking is to pay an ungodly amount of money for a tool like, like SEMrush. And then you can pray at the altar of this expensive program and you will have all the answers. And it's that simple. Um, but if you're like me and you're cheap as heck and you're not going to pay for this, then there are some other ways. So first you need to realize that page rankings change. Obviously, that's why these core updates are so impactful, but they just change. Like they, um, sometimes you'll be doing really great for a keyword and then maybe someone's going to knock you out of that ranking. And that's why one of my new favorite things with my Disney blog, we're back at it with the Disney blog, is to basically see who is ranking really high or just like ranking high for like random Disney keywords and then knock them out. I'll be like, you you wrote about this, like I'll do it better. And that's a legitimate strategy. Um, that's honestly what happens. So what I'm saying is I'm going to come for you if you have a Disney blog. But the real story here is that your keywords, not your keywords, your rankings change for certain keywords because they just do. Um, you can't be on the top forever, you know? So you might rank for the keyword like homemade dog food. And then in two weeks, someone else is like, you know what? I have the best homemade dog food recipe and I'm going to destroy you. And they do. And then that's that. Um, that's, that's exactly how it works with that, with more nuance than this. Anyway, Oh, God. Um, every time I say that, it's so triggering. Anyway, <laughs> so basically, you can check your rankings for specific keywords, which you should have a list of keywords that are you're trying to rank for that is ideal. Um, obviously, it's it's challenging to do that. It really is. Um, I have on un- un- accident, I have, I have ranked for a really awkward keyword and I will share it with you because I, I keep coming face to face with this and I think that's why I'm so afraid of edit, like working on my SEO because this is like the cringiest, saddest thing. Okay, so I have one blog, this is embarrassing. I have a blog post on my website, SamanthaBility, that I wrote in college and it's, it's like the college girl's guide to partying and going out. Okay, on accident, your girl has accidentally ranked for, I don't know if you can tell where this is going, but college girls partying, which let me tell you, it is not, it is not safe for work. It is not, it is not a clean keyword. You go, do not Google this. I'm not telling you to Google this because you will be upset. It is exactly what you think it is. 
<laughs> first of all. And it's not what I was trying to rank for. Like, not in this way. I didn't ask for this. Um, I was trying to write, like, a relatable guide for, like, young girls who are just starting to party, like, lightly in college. Like, how to not die. So that was <laughs> the kind of article I was going for, but, but it took it in a different way. So that is my top keyword. I'm ashamed. We're all upset. I do rank for other things, which is thank the Lord, but it, I do, this is, has the highest search volume, as you can imagine. We're not surprised that this is what people are looking for. I am surprised that a lot of people who are searching for this then click on my link. They are clicking on my link and they see that, they're disappointed. Let me tell you, that is some extreme disappointment when they're looking for college girls partying. Not like I'm trying to say, but like college girls partying, if you catch my drift, and they get a very comprehensive guide to like monitoring your alcohol intake. Like that is just, that's something that really keeps me up at night. But anyway, what we're trying to say here is that you should be checking your keywords regularly to see like what you're ranking for. And I've got some that I'm good at other than college girls partying. Like, I've carved out that niche for myself. But otherwise, I also rank for things like board booster, like final survival kit, like college grocery list, like whatever. Those are the things I rank for. Some of my best rankings, I'm like, I get to like the second spot a lot, which I am proud of. Your girl is proud, but I'm not amazing. And once again, I've said I need to work on this. I'm not, I'm not a model citizen. Unless you're trying to rank for porn keywords, I cannot help you. But anyway, that is an accomplishment, though. Like, let's take a step back. Let's think of the competition for college girls partying. Like, it's there. It's, it's, it's definitely there. And I, I have come out on top, like, on accident. Like, what a beautiful story. What a story of, like, real perseverance. Anyway, here we are again with this. So how do you check these? So I really can't. I'm really hung up on this college girls partying thing. Like I just spiraled into this because I was going to pull up the tools so I could talk about them. And I was like, you know what? I'll share some of my tops, my top keywords. Like I'm just generous like that. They could come steal them from me. They could take them away. And then I saw this, I was reminded again and I was like, oh no. Oh, yes, please come take this from me. So if you've been thinking about ranking for something in the college niche, why not consider college girls partying? I mean, it's an untapped resource, honestly. This is dark. I don't know how we got here. But anyway, here's how you find your rankings. So if you're not willing to pay the gazillion dollars and your firstborn child to SEMrush or one of those other tools that are expensive as heck, then you're sort of screwed, but there are a few options to get, like, a good idea. Will it be 100% accurate? No. Because I've been checking in with the college girls partying, because honestly, what a, what a thrill. And it has, it has fluctuated, and it's not always accurate based on, um, the tools that I use. So that is a sad day, but they're a pretty good estimate. So they're a great place to start if you're not really ready to pay a gazillion dollars, but you're like, you know what? I need an idea. So my first suggestion is ubersuggest.com. It's by Neil Patel, who does a lot of SEO stuff. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of his, but I think this is a good tool on a surface level. It's not amazing. It doesn't, it's not perfect is what I'm trying to say. It makes a lot of mistakes, but it does point you in the right direction. And I think that's really useful. And it's also really easy to use. So basically you go to ubersuggest.com and then you enter your website address. I put in mine. And then on the left-hand side, you scroll down to keywords 
And I don't know why my voice choke on that word. I was just like hallucinating a bit because I was looking at college girls partying. Um, you click on it and then it gives you the top keywords and it'll give you the keywords your website is currently ranking for, which might surprise you. In theory, these should be exactly what you planned for them, but if it doesn't always work out that way, as you can see, and um, it'll tell you the search volume, which is how many people are searching each month for this term. Surprisingly, this is why I know this is fake. I know I know Uber suggests this line because it says only 2,000 people are searching for college girls partying in the United States, and that is fake. There's just really no way. This is, this is not true. So that just sounds unbelievable to me because uh, me alone, I've searched this enough. But just like not, there's just no way. So that's all I'm saying. Um, and then I'll give you the position. This is where I see a lot of issues. Because um, it says I'm fourth in college girls partying and it's just not true. But um, it is true for a lot of other keywords for mine. So I think it's true sometimes, but not all the time. But anyway, you want to be top, obviously. Number one is the goal here. But um, just see where you are, and then it'll give you estimated visits, which is like, it's guessing how many people are clicking on your link. Because people could just look, and they'd be like, I'm not interested in that, I'm trying to see porn, this isn't porn. And they'd click away. So you can't do much about that except change your meta description, but this isn't about that. This is about keywords. So that's how you check. So basically, if you're checking them regularly, they're going to change every single month, and you're going to see them change and you'll be like oh it's doing better or it's doing worse and that's good <laughs> and another way to check this is through the google search console which if you haven't signed up for it's really easy you need to submit your website you submit a um, sitemap it's really simple so you basically just go to um, search.google.com you log in with your google account which you've set up for your website already and then in the menu you go to performances and then you go to Q queries jesus i can't speak um and then um you start to see um how many clicks you've had it's not super easy to use i don't think uber suggests is more straightforward even though i don't think it's 100 percent right all the time but it will give you the list of things if you go under queries underneath it'll show you like what you are what you rank for um, so for me, I have some like survival kit, um, programs for college students, etc. Like similar things that I just saw before. And it will tell you once again, like the search volume. Um, it also gives you a lot of information on um, how much it would cost if you wanted to pay for an ad for this, which I don't recommend you do unless you know what you're doing. And then it just helps you the impressions, like how many people are looking at it. That's a vanity metric. And then how many people are actually clicking on it. It's interesting. So you can also see at the top, um, there's like a fun little graph on Search Engine Console, and it goes up and down, basically, depending on how many people are searching for your terms and how many people are seeing your search results. And you want it to be pretty stable. I've had times where it goes up a lot and the times where it goes down a lot. And I am, yeah, so I mean, you want it to be stable. So stable is good. And that's how you would know if you were being affected by this core update is if it really dropped off then you'd be like oh no she's not doing well um but in the most case it's probably pretty stable but this is how you would see progress if you were um, really focusing on your seo for your blog and you wanted to really get more clicks you would come to this graph and be like show me the facts show me the car facts and then it either happened or it didn't and that's that so that's how you check your ranking and i think that's pretty easy. You all can do it. I believe in you. So let's talk about who are the biggest winners and who are the biggest losers in this core update. I love pointing fingers. So <laughs> the biggest losers are health websites and finance websites. Um, they're also the biggest winners. So 
That's great. They get both prizes. But what I mean by this is it's really cracking down on that, those EATs and health websites who were scammy and maybe not 100% great or had like really clickbaity titles are now not really doing well. And similarly, websites and finance are following the same little pattern. But if they were really great, then they're doing better. Except um, CCN is a really popular, well-known cryptomania Cryptomania? Jesus. I don't even know where I'm going with my life. Oh, the cryptocurrency website. I have cryptocurrency. Why am I acting like a fool? I have made a lot of money with Bitcoin, and by a lot of money, I mean I mean like $200. No, a little more than two. I made more than $200 on accident with cryptocurrency, and I am now in it. I am committed, and I am all about it, and I have lost more money since then. But the goal of this is just to say that CCN... A cryptocurrency um, publication just announced that they're shutting down and it is so sad because this was an actual good website like it, it is legitimate it it's like a really good cryptocurrency website and now a lot of cryptocurrency websites are not doing so hot and people are like it's google cracking down on cryptocurrency and the truth is like no one knows we really just don't know but i feel really bad for them because this website has like over 60 people working for them and their daily revenue went down by 90% in like a week because they even show it. If you go to their website, they have this really comprehensive overview of like everything that happened. Basically, their visibility went down like over 50%. It went down over 70% on mobile, like not a good time for them. So basically, they've gotten to the point where they can't even make money anymore because they primarily made money off ads and sponsorships and now they can't get any of them and they look like a fool. And that really sucks. And I think it's just a weird side effect of the core update and an example of an occasion when it, it went really bad. And I, th I was just like, I was shook by this. I read it and I was like, no. Um, not that I'm like religiously reading this cryptocurrency website. I know you all think I'm an expert at cryptocurrency now, but I am not. Um, I do not. I do not check my cryptocurrency balance. I just let it, I let it float in the wind. I believe in it. It's a little sprout and it can grow on its own. Anyway, I'm going to just say it. I've given up. Um, I, I asked y'all for some SEO questions, and I'm going to answer them. So let's answer them. Also, very strange, but this creepy man who keeps trying to send me DMs on Instagram, he keeps posting in the question box. I was like, hey, guys, give me any SEO questions. And he was like, hi. And he's like putting weird stuff. So now I'm going to look at his account. I want to like share it and just just blast him. Be like, why are you talking to me? Why are you talking to me, Ryan? I don't like you. I don't know you. I haven't answered your DMs. I do not want to know what picture you sent. Not interested. But anyway, that was whack. So I've never I've been harassed like pretty frequently by creepy men in the DMs. But you know what? Sending it through the SEO questionnaire was a new one. And honestly, I admire his tenacity and his creativity. So congratulations to him. But anyway, I have two questions here that I haven't already answered. So I will, I will talk about them. So first one is from Charlotte. She asked, how do I tell which of my posts are ranking high in Google and for which keywords? And Charlotte, we talked about the keywords, so I'm not going to go back. But we didn't really talk about your posts. And I just wanted to add that on both Ubersuggest and on, um, the Google Search Console, you can see this next to queries on Google Search Console. There's one for like top pages, top posts, and that will show you those. 
but usually the keywords are tied directly to the pages. So keep that in mind. Um, but like usually when people are searching for those keywords, um, it's your pages slash posts that are actually linking to them. Usually it's not just like a generic category on your website or anything that doesn't usually happen. So basically that would tell you already, just knowing your keywords would give you a good indication, but definitely check out the top posts slash pages area of both of those websites because it's pretty interesting and it's really good to know like what's actually doing well, like what are you doing right? Because you can do more of that thing. <laughs> so that's always good. Next, Amy asked for tips on getting backlinks. There is only one tip. Okay, there's two. First, write good content. Like me and Google, we're out here shouting the same thing into the void. Good content attracts better links. That is just a fact. But I am the first one to tell you that good content alone is not enough. And maybe that's a controversial statement, but it is true. It is. Oh, man. As someone who gets paid to write backlink content, oof, oof, no, but it ain't enough. Um, it's really horrifying when you realize, like, it's horrifying. I should do an entire episode where I just talk about, like, what I do for my job because there is a lot of shame, but also it's really enlightening. So basically, any of the top results... I can 90% guarantee you any of the top results you see in Google are paying for backlinks. I, what I mean by paying is they are paying to post their link on other people's websites. And I don't necessarily mean that in a spammy black hat way. I mean, they are paying a company to help them find writers to write quality guest posts to um, find places to publish those guest posts, usually very established blogs. I'm not saying like you're getting published these funky things on like really funky websites. Um, usually it's very legit and, uh, usually the content for like the really high ranking websites is high quality, super valuable, good content. I'm not saying that it's, it should be devalued in any way. What I'm saying is it's paid for and money runs the world. It runs the internet for sure. And it's a pay to play game. So if you really want to know how to get backlinks, you need to pay for them. But obviously there's no one has time for this. Like the average blogger cannot pay for them. And I wouldn't recommend they do because it's not going to do that well because you've got to pay for so many for it to really, really, really matter. But I can tell you with confidence, like 90% confidence, that SamanthaAbility has over 500, almost 600 backlinks. And I don't know how I got here, but I did not do anything special to get here. Um, a lot of it is just from building relationships with other bloggers being really active as a networking person. Um, my relationships with other bloggers, it makes it sound like in like a romantic way, my relationships with all of these people. Now, um, just like getting to know other bloggers, talking to them on Instagram, talking to them on Twitter, etc, etc. Like that makes them consider me in a lot of new areas. For instance, um, they might consider me in their roundup post or like they might feature me in a blog post or they'll ask me to do a guest post or they'll link to my blog. Things like this really add up. And I, I definitely never consciously tried to get all these backlinks, but I think I have gotten them over time just from being really present in the community. And that is a really great way to just naturally get backlinks. I'm, I said I had two ways to get it, but I realized I have three. The third way, and probably the easiest to do yourself, is to just guest post. If I could tell any blogger to do one thing to really help their SEO, it's, it's guest post because backlinks are the number one ranking factor at the end of the day. Um, and I don't mean guest posting just anywhere. I mean guest posting at like high authority niche sites. The best possible option here 
And what helps my blog the most is guest posting on really high authority websites. And this sounds intimidating, but it is possible. It is not as scary as you think it is. I have been paid to write for top quality websites and magazines, but it doesn't need to be a paid position. If you go to just about any top blog in your niche, I guarantee you they have a write for a section, they have a they have a submit section, and they're used to getting pitches from guest bloggers constantly, like constantly. And if you have a post idea or you've written a post that you think would look great on their blog, like send it to them. Like legitimately, that is it. You send it to them and you get a link back and those mean those mean business. So that would be my biggest tip. Um, I also think you should guest post on smaller blogs. Like, it's always good, um, especially if they're in your niche. And when you guest post on them, ask. This is not always op- an option, but it usually can be. If you can include a keyword-driven anchor text link. And this doesn't mean, and I know that sounds confusing, but what I mean is, you know how when you make a link, There's the link text and then there's the URL. So the URL should, it doesn't need to go to your homepage. It can go to your homepage. It's not going to hurt you. But it will help you more if it's going to a specific blog post. So for instance, let's say I wrote a blog post on how to start a blog. And I want this to perform higher in Google. I would never try to rank in Google for this keyword because it would not happen. But in a, in a perfect world where there is not much competition for how to start a blog, I would want to link to this blog post and I would want my anchor text, aka the text that you see that you click on, I would want that to be how to start a blog post or some other similar keyword related to the topic. I would want to include that link in that blog post rather than just writing like samanthability.com and linking and this is just how it works um because when google sees that they see oh this keyword is linking to this and they will realize oh this keyword is high value for this it sounds spammy maybe it is a little bit but i think at the end of the day if you incorporate this in a fair responsible like quality way that is not distracting or taking away from the content at all and has full approval of the owner of the website, you're doing fine. It's it's cool. Everyone chill. So that is my big hack of the day. Um, I think it's always good if you have like a piece of cornerstone content that you're really trying to work on in terms of SEO and you promote that through guest posting. And it could be as simple as just mentioning that top post, like directing readers to that top post in your bio for that um website. It could also just be mentioning it within the article in a way that is supplementing the work you're already doing. It needs to be natural at the end of the day and it shouldn't be distracting, but as long as it fits in in a way that makes sense, you're doing fine. So guest posting is key and that's basically that. Um, Last but not least, oh my god, this is the longest solo podcast ever. Like when, I don't know why, I guess I haven't talked to anyone all day, but I'm like ready to go. I wanted to end this by sharing that little survey I was talking about and the right answers. So if you haven't seen it, it'll be gone by then, so too bad. But um, (laughs) basically I asked five questions. No, I only asked four questions. I'm sorry, I can't count. And I wanted to see what you guys thought the right answer was and then tell you what the real answer was. And you'll probably see it on my Instagram if you follow me, which you should because I post very average content. But anyway, (laughs) we're going to talk about the ones that are done. So I got a lot of people to respond. Actually, no, I didn't. A lot of people looked at them. They just, they lurked. I know y'all are lurking. 
but only like 20 people responded to them which is awkward it means y'all didn't know you didn't know and you were ashamed or you just aren't a vlogger at all and you were just like why is she posting this i'm not in school so the first one i asked is what update came right before the core update and most of y'all said page speed which you know what is a fair answer i will accept this answer because that also was very recent and it's also still happening so true but the answer I was looking for is mobile first because mobile first initiative came in like I think at March so that was the most recent but y'all weren't wrong um a lot of the other people said eat or backlinks first and though that is old news y'all so no (laughs) next I asked you people what does eat stand for and if you listen to this podcast you already know but most of you got it right it is expertise authority trust um a few other people thought it was expertise authorship true which i thought was a fun little throwing you for a loop there because it sounded legit um but nope it was expertise authority trust so think of that when you write blog posts it's a fun little handy acronym next i asked what matters most for your page ranking Okay, everyone got this wrong, and I'm ashamed because if you listen to my podcast, you already should know. You already know, and you played me. You all played me here, but um, the most popular answer was quality of content, like relevance, um, followed by keywords, followed by quality of links. So you know the answer already based on the talk we just had. It's quality of links slash backlinks. I'm ashamed. That you people who supposedly listen to me every single gosh darn Thursday, and this is this is like what I preach to the world. This is <laughs> this is my religion, and it is backlinks, and it is not it is not quality of content. Yeah, we don't listen to this podcast for quality of content. We listen for the sweet backlinks. So. That's the real answer. Uh, obviously, content quality matters. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying backlinks matter more. Next, and finally, what is included directly in page ranking? Okay, y'all bombed this. Nobody got the right answer. Nobody, which is fair because, honestly, I was trying to fool you because the other three options sound legit. They sound real, and I, too, have fallen for them until I did one article once, like 1,500 words for a client about why none of those things matter. So now it is ingrained in my soul, and it will be put on my gravestone. So the real answer here is not meta tags or descriptions like 11 of you thought it is not website age or hosting like the other people here thought it is website security if you do not have a secure website aka an sl at jesus christ ssl certificate you will be punished and i'm sorry it's just the truth luckily most hosting plans give you an ssl certificate now it is a thing But it has been this way since last summer, and I know because I was on hold with my host for a long time taking care of this issue. So, it is a thing, and you should definitely make sure that your website is secure, and you can tell on Google Chrome because it'll give you like that locking symbol or the unlocking symbol, and sometimes it'll even be like, stop, this website's not secure, and you don't want that. Like, no one wants that when they go to a blog, no thanks. So make sure your website's secure. The other things do matter, but they don't directly 
matter. Like, they matter because they affect other things that matter, you know? You catch my drift? Anyway, I have to end this the way I started it with more anyways. This has been a 40-minute rant. I am honestly so proud of myself. I don't know how I have spoken this long. I'm sure my neighbors, they think, wow, this girl needs to get out of the house. Why does she always yell? But I'm not ashamed and I don't regret it because the guy upstairs, I don't know why I'm whispering, like, like I care if he hears me now. He has, I think he has sleep apnea. Like, I have been tempted to put a note on his door asking him to see a doctor. He snores so loud that I, like, I can hear it. Like, he's laying in bed with me. I can hear his sleep apnea smell. Smell. Oh, gosh. His sleep apnea sound. And I'm just like, please stop. So, if I have to sleep with two white noise machines, they can handle me screaming at 9 p.m. on a Tuesday. So that's where we are. Great. Thank you all for listening to this crazy episode. I hope I taught you something about the Google Core update and SEO and like what the heck you're doing with your website. I hope that you enjoyed this. If you did, please rate this podcast five stars. I am trying to make an impact in the podcasting community and I don't even blog anymore. So I gotta, I gotta make up for it somehow or like I'm just yelling into the void. So anyway... Thank y'all for listening, and thank you for participating in my Instagram story survey, even if y'all sucked. And, um, I love how I talk down to everyone who listens to this. Thanks for listening. I also am really annoyed. But thank you again. I don't mean that facetiously. I mean that legitimately. And if you want a guest post on my blog, hit me up, because you know I'm not posting on there, so maybe someone will. And it's a great way to get backlinks, and I rank really high for um, college girls partying, so if you're interested in that, let me know, and we'll figure something out. Great. Bye.